0: Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello and welcome to Good News. I'm Twanda Black, your host. Now sit back and relax and enjoy this guest for today. welcome to the show I'm Twanda Black and I have with me singer-songwriter Kevin Dunn Uh, he's out of South Georgia and uh, just a great man of God how are you today Kevin
1: I'm doing wonderful hope all is well with you and thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to uh, interview me
0: absolutely absolutely I've uh, known about your ministry for some years now I, I always tell a story about I first heard you at somebody's church, and you were mm-hmm. playing and singing. That mm-hmm. had to be 15 years ago or longer, mm-hmm. and it was down in the LaBrange or Alabama area. I can't remember the church, but um, I was like, who is that young man? Did, did he record? I was asking questions about you and everything, uh, but it's been a while. Tell us about your background, a little bit about your background.
1: Um, um- I'm actually, I'm 53 years old. Uh, I was born and raised in Lynette, Alabama. Okay. uh, um, Which is uh, about 60 miles, 70 miles south of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually born and raised there, went to Valley High School, finished high school, went to broadcasting school in Atlanta. Um, Came back, started working, and eventually I got married. Uh, we have five kids, we have a blended family. Uh, I was married for 20 years, and um, my wife passed back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And so now, um, just just raising the kids right now and only have one at home who's left at home, and he's 16, and uh, he has me pretty busy. He has me rolling, but it's, it's all good, though. <laughs> and in the last one, I'm just trying to be all in, you know, before I'm an empty nester
0: yes yes that comes sooner than you know but it really does um when my empty nester thing came along i was so busy Mm -hmm. that you know and i still miss them sort of (laughs) but i was was so busy i didn't mind it i didn't mind it so it was good it was good
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your singing career. Uh, when did you start singing?
1: Well, um, I, I always have to go back to what where it all started. Uh, many, many years ago, watching the episode on Good Times, when uh, Michael uh, performed, you and I, at Thelma's wedding, that was just, I mean, that just touched me in a way. I, I just can't describe. Uh, and once watching that first episode, I knew that, I wanted to sing at my sister's wedding, you know, whenever she got married. And it was many, (laughs) many, many years later. So um, I think they've been married now about 32 years. But uh, she actually allowed me to sing at her wedding. And um, the first time I ever had a solo where I performed in public. And uh, I secretly practiced with a high school uh, friend of mine. And I sung We're Going All The Way by Jeffrey Osborne. Oh wow! Um, and that's where it actually started. That was the conduit that God uh, had me to enter to, um, you know, that I, that I had a gift. Mm-hmm. And so many people were shocked. Um, you know, here's this this quiet reserved guy who hardly said anything. And, you know, here he is now singing. So basically that's that's where it started. And, and then many, many years after working um, at a facility, uh, short packaging, I worked there for 12 years, and um they experienced a layoff and um of course i knew i had a gift you know i had been singing at weddings and things and doing all doing all of that but um after that layoff i'm like okay i got a gift uh let me let me volunteer let me let me let me serve people like i saw my mom and dad's service mm-hmm. and so um uh, that's my church
0: I- did you sing in church
1: oh, oh yes yeah, so, a- after that i began oh, to Mm -hmm. Yeah, after that. Because when when I was in the youth choir, um, I had some solo parts, but when it came to me, they became instrumentals. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would not say anything. But after the layoff, you know, that's when I I had a friend of mine who knew someone in in the recording industry to, you know, for me to present what I had just to see if, if you have uh, right. what it takes because yeah. you know a lot of people you hear people singing and people like man they can sing they can sing and you know some people don't really have that gift but people say they really can sing so i wanted to see if i had it so uh it was introduced to someone and that's when i recorded my first uh three song cd uh so he liked I everything that, that I had to and,
0: yeah yeah i, I remember mm-hmm. that cd yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning,
1: heavy ever and under his wings.
0: Right, right, mm-hmm. right. It was like a long time ago,
1: long time ago. <laughs> yes, time flies. Yeah. I guess we're having a lot of fun. That's why time is flying.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, you are, you, you kind of took a little hiatus. Uh, well, well, let's talk about where you served first, then we're okay. talking about the hiatus part. Uh, you began to go into some of the nursing homes there, and uh, I know some of those nursing homes. I've been in them as well to visit. Um, so talk about that. What made you go into the nursing homes?
1: Well, a- actually, it was it was hospice. I, I, I- had originally wanted to go in the nursing home, and, and um, there's a specific area here in Lagrange. I was at this traffic light one morning, taking the kids to Holly Pan, and um, that that voice. God's voice said hospice, and um, okay. I immediately said, "Oh no, I can't go there because, uh, you know, people go there to die." And, and I'm, I'm a very uh, compassionate person, and I knew I did not want to get close to people who could, you know, pass home. Mm-hmm. But after a couple of confirmations I received, you know, one being at that stoplight, and uh, a couple of things my sister, you know, told me, um, I actually made a call and you know talked with the hospice volunteer coordinator. And, you know, that's where it all started. And so I went in and, you know, just going in to serve, you you never know how, you, you don't think about how long you're going to be there. You, I just wanted to be faithful to something that God has blessed me with because I saw my mom and dad, I just thought them give back so much. So I just knew I wanted to be faithful in what I, what I did. So um, I've been there, you know, up until last year, 17 years, going in once a week. Mm-hmm. and um, of course the second week in March of uh, 2020 that's when they stopped allowing volunteers to come into the building but um, it's it's just been one of those and it was very it was a very private part of my life at, at first because it was just something I was passionate about and um, and the reason I say that because after a few years you know went around someone wanted to do a story on it and I really had to I kind of struggle with that because it was just it, I didn't talk about it, it, it was just being a blessing to the family, but, you know, God says sometimes, okay, people need to see what you're doing, so maybe you can encourage others, you know, to, to give their services to, to help people as well. I
0: remember that story in the Lagrange newspaper, right?
1: Yeah. Wow, you're, you are good. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, you I are saw good.
0: it, I said, that's Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: so... Little did you know though this serving in hospice was setting you up or preparing you for something big that happened in your life. So talk about that for a moment.
1: The um as I said earlier about my wife passed back in 2016. Um in 2016 I had been serving at hospice for about 14 years and um, my wife after, you know, seeing a lot of changes, well, she, had, she, was, we placed, uh, they were, she was placed on hospice home care after several, several hospital stays. Uh, found out the last thing, you know, we needed to do, was just get her on hospice home care. So uh, I was all for that because, you know, I, I know what they do, I know what they offer. Um, but here it is, 14 years, and I've never sat down in the facility before. Mm. I'm always standing in the pod singing. So here I am one day sitting where others have sat for so many years that God allowed me to minister to them. And I'm like, wow. And I, I had some questions, you know, with God, like we all do. But sometimes we don't, we don't understand. And I'm like, God. You know, you, you blessed bless me with this gift, but if, if there's one place that I've served you faithfully, it's been here at hospice. Surely you didn't bring us here to uh, allow my wife to pass. Surely you didn't you didn't do that. And so I begin to, to wrestle with God, and uh, and uh, of course I talked with a few people, a former pastor of mine, I talked with him, and uh, and he, he he always called me done. He said Dunn? He said could it be that the 14 years that you served here uh, prepared you for this moment? And, and when he said that, I began to look at it in a different light. And, and I was like, yes, uh, everything that I've been through has prepared me for this moment. And um, the grace of God has favored me and my family so much through her passing you know, with the Ministry of Hospice and um, but it was just it was so surreal. You know, you you're going into a place for so many years and then you finally you're in the place, but you're in a different place in the place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, but, it you know, it, it was a blessing and I, I took I think I think I took maybe a month off after her passing because I couldn't stop, you know, God yeah, didn't want that. Yeah, you got stuff to do. Exactly, and uh, and my wife would not have wanted that as well. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: uh,
1: so she was so supportive. You,
0: did, did you get to sing to her?
1: Oh yes, I I, I sung to her, and uh, she would she would get on me sometimes when we would be out at events or weddings. And it's like, girl, but he just sings to you all the time. Like, no, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I was kind of lacking in that department, but yeah, I've. I, you know I had the chance to sing to her and, and i remember even you know when my mom passed back in 2009 i remember singing at her bedside wow. you know and I remember you know hospice you know prepared me for that because you know the favor of god allowed me to handle you know this the way i handled it but Absolutely. uh it was a blessing so yeah i, I did i did sing to her because you know one thing we we've learned in our training at hospice that the hearing is always the last thing that goes Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we we were able to communicate. What was your favorite
0: song? Give us a few bars of your favorite song while you were, you know, ministering in hospice.
1: A few bars. Okay. (laughs) Um, um, (laughs) When peace like a river attended my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my love, thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. That's
0: beautiful. It's one of my favorite songs. One Amen.
1: Favorite. One
0: of my favorite, too. Oh, yes. My yes, yes. I don't care
1: what it is, you know, you have
0: to yeah, think what it that. is. What it is. Yes. And it's gotta <laughs> be five Oh, you know?
1: Have to, have to learn that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So talk about those five kids that you were do you have a household of five kids and what were you thinking? Were you thinking, Lord, can I do this, you know, by myself?
1: Um y- yes. <laughs> um I, I was I was thinking that. And uh, this is something I share with the kids, too. Um, that you know, Deborah, the the journey that she was experiencing, you know, with the cancer and everything, uh, you know, it was tiring, and uh, she got tired. And I know. She said, "I can go ahead and be with the Lord because I have trained this knucklehead so good. I have poured so much into him. He knows what to do. He knows how to carry on. He knows." Um, and 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 she knew that uh, they were going to be my main focus, and that uh, and she knew I love the Lord, and so, and it's it's just God has just given me um, just strength to be able to to do that, and it's. It's, his grace has been so sufficient in this process. And um, I actually haven't missed a beat. I'm, I'm running like crazy, but it's, it's, it's good. And uh, my daughter told me one day, my, my baby girl, she's 23 now, and she was like, Dad, you ought to write a book one day to, cause you know, what you do is just, you, you just do it with so much grace. But I, I share with them, no matter how good it may seem to them, it's, it's because of God that I'm able to do what I'm able to do because I'm totally leaning and dependent on him and um he he just gave me the strength to be in the right places to especially the relationship with the baby girl. I had to learn to stop being I, I just couldn't be dad to her anymore. I mean not totally dad. I had to learn how to be mom to her too. Yeah. You know, and uh she she opens up to me, we talk, we talk about boys, some stuff that dads don't want to hear about the baby girls, you just have to just <laughs> let them go. Let it go, but anyway, yeah. we we our relationship has just been so good, uh, you know, with, with her and my son, and so and that's one thing I've invited them to do to, to talk to me, uh, to talk about their mom, you know, in, anything that's going on, I want to know about. it. Yeah. Uh, so so I've been I've been favored to I think do a pretty good job by the grace of God in raising these kids yeah. and uh, just being what I need to be for them. That
0: is awesome. That's awesome. Now you took a little break from music because you had to really focus on your kids. And um, I see that last year uh, you wrote this song called mm-hmm. COVID-19, where did you come from? What, mm-hmm. what, what was the impetus for that song? And I know it was a tough year for everybody. So what made you write that song?
1: Well, first and foremost, this young lady named Tawanda Black actually uh, came to me back in uh, October November uh, and asked me, you know, have I written any COVID songs? And um, I, 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 at the moment, I haven't. So, um, and, and I think you were planting that seed because um, as I began to write the song and, and, and the lyrics, um, I... I realized that I wrote this song out of a lot of pain that I've experienced through this process. Mm. Um, Of course, you know, it was all different for us and we didn't didn't know how to handle or process it. But, you you know, March, April, May, June, you know, I just remember, you know, just waking up every morning and just going into my backyard and not going anywhere And you know, like COVID-19, where did you come from? What is this that has altered my life, uh, not allowed me to be free anymore? Where where did you come from? And how how long are you going to stay here? I mean, I want to get back to normal, you know? And uh, so I began to write because I was in a bad, bad place mentally, uh, March, April, May, June, and July. I mean, I had this uh, turtle mentality. and A lot of us did because, you know, you were told to stay in. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and when I say turtle mentality, you know, my head was in the shell, my arms were in the shell, feet was in the shell, and just 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 here, and and so um, what the the inspirational piece in the song, um, I remember a line in the Shawshank Redemption when Andy Dufresne was talking to Red, and um, he told Red, you know, get busy living or get busy dying.
0: Whoa, yeah.
1: So. I had to come to a point okay you need to get busy living or get busy dying. yes do what they say do uh protect yourself be cautious but there's a way to live in this and 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 and, and god convicted me too with the song too i was just plain scared mm. fearful and you know he didn't give us the spirit of fear even though we're going through something different you know he said it's okay to be cautious, but you're just playing scary. You need to get out of that. You need to help other people get out of that. You need to show people that they can live through this, but do what the authorities tell them to do. Protect yourself. But um, like I said, mentally was an, I was just in a bad place. So this song, writing this song, uh, you know, to talk about some of the dark experiences I had, and, I, and I'm just going to be practical, real, be real with you, just for a second. There were there were a lot of t- I did not even I didn't even want to. My hygiene was not good. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even feel like taking a bath. I didn't even feel like breaking. I mean, that's just where yeah. I was. There's
0: a lot of people I, like and, that. You, were and, you know,
1: exactly. And so, um, so that's what the song. The song was birth out of my pain. And at the end of the day, you know, we still got to turn from our wicked ways. We still got to repent. We still got to acknowledge God as our Lord and Savior. And we got to trust it. Yeah. We yeah. got to trust it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the song is beautiful. You um you do ballads very well.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, Thank is is you. that
0: your is that your preferred choice in tempo of music?
1: It it is. It is. It used to be you know when I when I was hanging out back in the day and uh asked the friends if they want to ride with me. It was like hey hey man, we know, hey you you know, you need to play something a little hardcore, you know. We you know, so I had to learn how to, you know, not do that with my friends. You know, just when I'm hanging out with girlfriends and whatnot. But that's that's kind of like where where it all started. Those love ballads, uh, they just speak into life. You know, talk about love and relationships and just just being together, being close. And so yeah, those are some of my favorite uh, those yeah. love ballads. Are some of my favorite. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know that you've got one more child in the house um are you going to continue uh working on your music or are you going to kind of focus on that kid and then wait until after but in the meantime you could be writing you know
1: exactly exactly um yeah focusing on him is um a number one priority right now um and you know i look at my age sometimes you know in a couple years i'll be 55 56 and you know sometimes we think that That clock is ticking and we're running out of time, but, you know, God spoke to me about how he used Joshua in his older years, so he's like, (laughs) you know, don't even even worry about that.
0: That's right. But my
1: my son, I I sung, uh, I performed, uh, I ministered, uh, one of the songs I wrote at the Calvary Auditorium one night, uh, Lord of the Heavens. And my son, he came home, he said, Dad, do you, you realize you could be one of those guys, you know, like Kirk Franklin, and he started naming off some others. Wow. And, um. and I was like, you know, it's it's nice that you say that. I said, but you you're my priority right now. And then he was like, they make a lot of money. I said, well, Jay, um, you know, everybody doesn't make a lot of money, in, you totally. know, in the gospel singing. You know, that's only right. certain people. So we began to look up some of the net worths or whatnot, and we looked up Kirk Frank, you know, Marvin Sapp, and people like that. And um, Jay was like, wow, is it Jay? That's a lot of money. I said, Jay, it's a lot of money, but. It's not enough to take me away from what's going on with you right now, and he was like, "You mean to tell me uh, I'm more to you than four or five million dollars?" I said, "Yes, you are." Wow. <laughs> I said, "It's about you know uh, nurturing you right now and uh, you know getting you out of high school, and then after that, you know maybe I can look into the, the music uh, career a little more seriously and, and continue to trust God that this." This voice uh, uh, continue to hold up a little bit, and you know, and so it's, it's just one of those things that we're going to trust God because there's some aspirations that I've always had as a, uh, a recording artist, and a few things I wanted to do, and, and once I experience those, I want to sit back and give others opportunity who never would have had the opportunity to have their music exposed. So that's that's some of my goals.
0: That's right. That's that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Tell everybody where they can find COVID nineteen. Where did you come from?
1: COVID-19 is all, COVID-19, where did you come from, is on all uh, digital streaming sites. Well, I can't name all of them. I named a few. Um, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, um, CD Baby. Um, You can actually go on YouTube and see and and type in Kevin R. Dunn, and you actually can see the the video that was made for COVID-19. Uh, where did you come from? A lot of work and creativity went into that as well. And so uh, I would love for you to, to go to one of those digital music sites and uh, purchase a song. And, um, and uh, I know you'll be blessed by it, not because my name on it, but God's name on it. And so uh, I, would, I would love for you to be able to do that.
0: So also um, let people know where they can find you in case they need somebody to come minister at their wedding or, you know, whatever, collaborate with you
1: okay i can be reached um on my website as well uh done for you ministries.org and my last name is d-u-n-n the number four letter u ministries.org and uh there's a contact link on there um there's also a contact link on there as well if you would like a, a hard copy of a cd uh there's a link where you can pay and we can send you that as well even though So many people are not listening to CDs, but a few still are. (laughs) So uh, you can contact me um, via that uh, website, or you can send me an email at doneforyou@charter.net, And you can get in contact with me that way as well. I'm also on uh, Facebook as well. Um, Kevin R. Dunn, the musicians page. You can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram as well.
0: Oh, you know what? You might find mm-hmm. Kevin out on the golf course
1: somewhere. He loves to play golf. <laughs> you know, a guy asked me yesterday, playing in a tournament, he said, um, hey, do you uh, play golf as well as you sing? I said, sir, um, if my golfing game could come up to a quarter to what I've been blessed with to sing, I'll be totally happy. <laughs> uh, that is a WIP work in progress, but I love doing it. love being out in nature. Uh, it's very therapeutic. <clears throat> it takes you away, and um, and I just, just love seeing the landscape, the water and the trees. It's just, it's just very therapeutic for me, and I love it. And when I hit the ball good, it's even better.
0: <laughs> I have friends like you who, who absolutely do, will do anything to go play golf. So yeah. I understand, I understand. Well, look, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your ministry. We're looking forward to what is going to happen with you in a few more years. We're going to keep watching you, all right?
1: Hey Amen, thank you so much. And I appreciate you and your time. And uh, I'm eternally grateful for what you're doing to expose what God has uh, placed in my life. And I appreciate you so much as well.
0: God bless you, man. Love you.
1: God bless you too. Love you too, lady.
0: Thanks so much for joining me today on Good News with De Black. If you'd like to be a guest, or you know someone who'd like to be a guest, please reach out to me at Twanda Black at thepgnetwork.org. That's Twanda Black at thepgnetwork.org. I'll see you next time. God bless.